listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And I have one of my um, best friends on the line with me today. And we just thought we'd have a talk around the table around stress. Normally, she's the one I go to when I'm stressed and when I I need prayer or I need balance in my thoughts because sometimes I can um, I can really just I be I can be sometimes optimistic to where it's not logical, and then sometimes I can be so logical to where it's not faith. So we always need to have accountability partners. And I know right now in my church we're talking about. Um, accountability partners and holding ourselves accountable. Um, as always, we don't know where our topics will take us. I, 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 I told her to come online and we were going to talk a little bit about stress. You know, always our subject gears around the things that can cause us to give up. And we're here to encourage you that, guess what? We don't want giving up to be an option. We want to have tools in our toolbox so that we know and that we're ready but when adversity comes, challenge comes, that we don't retreat and or self-sabotage or give up, but that we use our tools and that we know that we're not alone, that we have an accountability partner, an accountability group. And um, and so let's just see where our conversation goes today. Um, I'm with Marilyn Nathan all the way from Seattle, Washington. Marilyn, if you just greet the people in Boston, how you doing? How are you all doing in Boston? Is it here in Washington? It's raining and it's dismal, and we're good and we're blessed in the Lord. Amen, amen. God has His people everywhere, right? Boston, Seattle, doesn't matter. God has people everywhere, and so um, we're just so grateful to have you with us today, uh, to for you to share your wisdom, and so um, just talk loud and proud when you know. And uh, I, I just want to talk about like stress, you know. Um, you know, like some some of the things that you do when you feel like just stressed and uh, and you know you feel like you're losing perspective, losing sight um, of of God and taking your eyes off God. You know, so what are some of the things you do and that has worked for you through the years? Well, my main tool that I use is is prayer, mm. talking to God. And that's the, the way that I just maintain my focus to get my focus off the problem. You know, I always think about the story of Peter when he had his eyes on Jesus. You know, he, he could walk on water. But as soon as he heard the wind, because he heard, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't see the wind, but he heard the wind. Yes. You know, and, and so many times we hear what thoughts are going on in our mind and our major uh, battleground is our mind. And so I uh, me praying and and uh, so most of the time I get a, a song too and my favorite song is Joy. You know, I have I have to have music as well to just get my mind off the things that I see and I, I hear and I feel. We have to focus and I always think about that scripture and those are my methods of uh, responding to that scripture when Jesus said, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest for your soul. Yes. And I realized 
the stress comes from my soul not being at rest because I'm looking at things I see and I'm listening to the message that I hear. And especially when you are a child of God, we have to listen to the voice of Jesus and that it can only come through us knowing what he says. And that's by getting to his word. And not only just reading his word, because so many times I just read his word, but I haven't gotten that word deep in my heart. Mm. And you know, like, you know, we meditate on something all day long. All day long, we're meditating on something. We're meditating on our problems. You know, we're meditating on things that people may have said to us. Mm-hmm. We're meditating on our failures. And when we meditate on negative things, that cause anxiety and stress to build up in our spirit and our soul. And I find that over the years, those things that I've meditated on, my failures, my defeat, my adequacy, and what the future may hold, it has caused a stronghold. We don't realize that it's a tentacle, like just tentacle around our spirit and our soul. And we just have to use the method that God has given us to free ourselves of these strongholds or these tentacles that we see and that we feel and that we hear. And that is, for me, is that it's meditating. Yeah. I have to do it intentionally. It's something that is not natural. You know, <laughs> it's not natural to meditate <laughs> on God's word because we don't often see it manifest itself immediately. Yes. Therefore, we, our minds just sway back to that which we're familiar with. So just learning, just learning how to truly meditate on this word, not glance on it, get that one scripture that you found that that fills your spirit man up, that gives you courage. And like this morning, I I was thinking about inhaling and exhaling. Uh You know, inhaling to God, you're good. God, you're faith. And I found that that it not only helped me in my soul, but also helping my my physical, like I'm releasing stress. Because we have physical stress. It manifests physically too. Just inhaling and exhaling and inhaling God's word and exhaling that problem that we have. Amen. It's funny that you we're talking about this because yesterday my daughter and I was talking about just out the blue said the same thing to me. So funny. It's almost like you were on the phone. She's saying, Ma, you have to breathe. She said it clears all those toxins. We survive on oxygen and water and that we have to breathe in and get that air in, get God in, and then breathe all those intoxics, that pain, those problems. Just breathe it right out of us and keep doing it. And then I was doing it so, she said, get it down in your chest. And I started coughing and she said, that's the body's way of healing, getting him in getting all those toxins and thoughts and negativity out and being able mm. to breathe. What a strategy. Um, yeah. We have to add that to our toolbox, everyone. <laughs> uh, just breathing. And, and, and it, even though that's so natural, we take it for granted. We do it all the time. And yet mm-hmm. we don't do it. We don't yeah. take advantage of it. We don't remember it. But you, mm-hmm. like you said, we have to be intentional. We don't want to just yeah. quote scripture, but we want yeah. to get it deep in our heart, you know? Yes. Yes. And you know, that breathe in and that breathe out, that's breath. And the spirit is 
Right. You know, I just look like it's the Holy Spirit. He's in us, but we just, you know, we want to just inhale and, you know, and just deep, like Sasha said, just, you know, don't, didn't you feel a relief when you did that? Like your body kind of just rest a little bit when you well, practice that inhale and exhale. Because I, 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 um, I want to be honest with our radio people. So it didn't feel really good. <laughs> I started coughing. But, um, but Cassandra said, keep doing it anyway. Keep, keep doing it. Coughing, that's good. It's, the body is designed to tell us what it needs. Amen. You know, Amen. It, it, if it says it needs water, you get, if it needs sleep, if it needs rest, our bodies are going to tell us if it needs oxygen you just got that's why you should walk that's what the, the, that's why we walk that's why we move because it's the body's way of taking in new you know energy new breath breathing in you know and then when you really get deep about it seeing that the holy ghost that you know the third person of the godhead dwells in us right mm-hmm. he's in us we're breathing them all through clearing out you know um yeah. All that, all this, all that stuff, all that junk, you know. That's why we poop, because we're pooping out all that, uh, the the waste, what's not needed right. in us. And mm-hmm. oxygen is another way of doing that: breathing in air, and taking mm-hmm. breaths, and drinking water. So, those are natural, spiritual, physical things that we could do to help ourselves to replenish mm-hmm. our cells. That thrive on oxygen. So that's funny that you said that. Amen. And um, I like your techniques, your strategies. You know, prayer is number one. That's another thing that some people don't pray because they don't think it matters or makes a difference because the results are not always immediate. And so the very, isn't that funny that the simplest things that we can do, we don't use them, but those are the most mightiest weapons. Now, if somebody said, go get a gun, you'd be down there at the gun store. Somebody said, you know, get a sword, you'd go buy a sword. But we're simply saying, take a breath, pray. (laughs) That's free, right? This power in the tongue, in the mouth. And when we pray, uh, when we're breathing, we're releasing those things that are not of God out of us, you know. I like the other. Say it again. Mm -hmm. Another thing we got to learn how to be still. Uh oh. We 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 might be sitting still, but we're not still. Ooh, are you trying to tell my business? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey talk to us a little bit more about being still. Well, being still, like I said, it's not only just sitting, you know, just being still, but that's to ask your, the Lord to teach you how to be still in your, as I say, your mind is Your real, mind is still racing. Yes, yes, racing. You're going from here to there. You think about, man, I have to pay that bill. Man, uh, you know, I have this, this sick person in my life. I'm sick in my body. Lord, I, I just don't know what I'm going to make it. But Lord, teach me how to be still and you just got to find your own technique on how you could cause your mind to be still. I told your mind mm-hmm. the word and prayer and music, you mm-hmm. know, so I can 
shut out all the noise. You know, sometimes I go on a, a walk, the trail where you see all the natural beauty things, mm-hmm. beautiful things. You see, you see the creation of God, and then you, you begin to say, God, look how powerful you are. Because that scripture said, be still and know that I am God. Yes. It means that the reason we have so much anxiety and stress because we're not truly dependent on God, we're dependent upon ourselves. You know, when you depend upon yourself, you know, yourself is, you know, we are fragile. We are limited. Limited, you know, are, yes. In some areas, we are. We feel like we're not uh, sufficient, but we have to put our confidence and our trust in someone that's bigger than we are, and that is God. Just learning to know how to be still. That That's so powerful, too, because one of the questions I was going to ask for a believer, a Christian, like why knowing that God is, you know, all powerful and able to do all things, why would a Christian be safe, uh, be stressed? I, I, we see slogans, too blessed to be stressed, but yet uh, we're suffering. The body of Christ is suffering with anxiety and stress. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe they're, like you said, they're dealing with concerns, they're dealing with their problems, their thoughts are everywhere. Um, but he said, I could keep you in perfect peace if your mind was stayed on me. Is that impossible to do? Are people able to keep their minds stayed on Jesus and still live life? No, that's not impossible. Uh, I find all the scriptures that I look at about stress, and it always one to trusting, trusting in him. But as Christians, you know, like you said, we Christians said we're too blessed to be stressed. You know, those slogans are good. Mm-hmm. But it comes to strengthening, when we begin to strengthen our relationship and our intimacy with the God that we know, with the Lord, then we become more dependent upon him and as a result of becoming more dependent on him, the spirit that was that's within us mm-hmm. will empower us and enable us to withstand any circumstance. Because he didn't say that we wouldn't have trials and tribulations. But he said, be, you know, that's hard to, you know, that scripture we read it. Mm-hmm. Be of mm-hmm. good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, yes. When we feel those pains and when we hear those negative reports, you know, at that moment, you say, God, how can I be of good cheer? Right. You know, right. And but this it stands for trusting in him. And and I can't truly completely solely trust in someone that I don't truly have that I don't truly know or put my all my confidence in. Right, so right. It's, it's about that. As believers in these days, we've got to work on building our relationship with the Lord of our soul because we've got to know that we know that we know. Uh, if not, we'll begin to waver. We'll begin you to know, waver. And when you waver, that's when you lose your peace. And, yeah. you know, that's when you become anxious because I don't, I'm not trusting the one that I say I put my hope in. 
That's right. And that only come through a relationship, like my relationship with you. I know if Rochelle said she's going to do it, if she has breath in her body, she's going to do it. Yeah. So my peace and confidence is going to be in Rochelle's word and Rochelle's integrity and Rochelle de being dependable. And so I know you because years I've seen you and I, I observe you and, and I, I have a relationship with you. I love you and I know you love me. And so I think it all stems from the bottom line, working on our relationship with whom the one we say we trust in. We don't yeah. see him because he said he told us that we walk by faith and not by sight because he knew that we are in this, this material world. Yes. And we feel all the impulses of this material world. But we got to have faith in the one we don't see. Yes. You know, it only comes through building a relationship with him. You know, because so many times I, you know, I question myself. I'm, I have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of religious acts, mm -hmm. but it's not, about, it's not about religion. It's not about how much I attend church, you know, how, mm -hmm. many, how much I attend prayer meeting. It's about me building my relationship with the Lord. And I go to church because of, I'm motivated to, you know, be around other believers where we get our strength and right. encourage each other. And we have, we lift up one voice and one accord to worship God. That's why we go there. And by hearing the word, because faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing. So I believe the, the main ingredients to our stress being it's not going to be totally, you know, alleviated or liberated. Right, Because right. we live in this world. That's right. But we, but we have to build our relationships and be around people that encourage us and that gives us positive uh, affirmation, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Thank you, you know, for that insight. Um, once again, just reminding us that the word and prayer is a grounding factor. So whenever you feel like you're tossed, being tossed around by the storm, the winds and the waves, Peter had to look back at Jesus. You know, mm -hmm. he might have still, he might have sunk because he originally he took his eyes off of God. But guess what? Mm -hmm. If he wanted to, to, to get back in that boat, he had, to, he had to put his attention back on Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So that, 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 that's, a, that's a powerful concept for us to know, you know, and then, you know, what are we seeking after? You know, Jesus tells us to be, you know, on God against the pursuit for material things, you know, and we're, mm -hmm. all, we're on pursuit, you know, we define our success as the world defines it. And so we're, we work extra and overtime, we do this. And we sometimes, I know we sometimes say, okay, I can do without Bible study. I'm gonna work extra hours thinking that that's going to get us further ahead. You know, I won't go to church. I'll work on Sunday extra hours or that'll be my day that I'm going to rest. But you have to have a day that, you're, are, that you are pursuing God, pursuing his word, pursuing other people who are like-minded because, you know, um, the, the parable of the rich fool reminds us to focus on, you know, storing up treasure in heaven that will never fail, right? These riches yeah. here on this earth, you know, if the bank systems crash or war breaks out, they had to leave their homes. Everything that they had been storing and saving, right? They're not interested in that. They're trying to be safe. They're running now for their lives and leaving what, you know. So these are not guarantees, right? 
And this, mm-hmm. the, these things that we're trying to seek after, they are bringing on stress. When you're trying to be like the Joneses, when you're trying to do things in your ability and your strength, you know, because the Bible tells us also um, in Luke 12, 34, for where your treasure is, there, there your heart will be also. So we're finding that our treasures may be more in a world system than they are in the heavenly system. Right. So we have right. to make those shifts and adjustments. Amen. Because he tells us, first seek the kingdom of heaven and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And all those things, he said, you know, look at the birds. You know, That's right. They don't worry. You know, they don't sow anything. You know, they don't reap, but they still, I see them, you know, pecking on the ground in the grass and the worms are there, you know, and he's look at the flowers, how beautiful they're clothed. He said, you know, he knows what we need, but first seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, all those things that you need shall be added to you. He's giving you those, the, the ability to earn wealth, but he doesn't want that to become your source. He your God, yeah. God wants himself to be your source. So that's, as you were saying, that's why we might, we experience all the stress and anxiety because we're trying to maneuver between, he said, if God is God, serve God. If yeah. God is God, yeah. serve him. You can't yeah. serve two gods when you would hate one and love the other. And That's the one right. that you give your most time to is the one that you apparently have your affection toward. Mm-hmm. You know? And you I know once you gave the uh the analogy of the two dogs that were fighting, you know, and, and you said, you know, how do you determine, you know, when they were I guess determine who's gonna win? Mm-hmm. He said the dog that uh I you feed said. the most. You feed the most. Yeah. That's when you're the strongest that's going to win. That's right. That's when it's going to fail. So we're starving our spirit, man. Huh. So that we're experiencing the things that we are experiencing. We're feeding our flesh, man. And he's the one that's making our decisions. And flesh, man, just don't bring, he said it don't bring what? Life of death, you know. But serving the spirit brings life and peace. He said, walk in the spirit. You will have life and peace. But the flesh brings destruction and death. And sometimes it's not that physical death you feel it. It's the death of your joy, you know, the death of your peace. It's the death of all that abundant life that God has promised us. And he promised us that we would have life and we would have it more abundantly. But we choose to listen to the dictates of our flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to kind of remind us that God knows everything about us. He will supply Mm -hmm. all of our need. And I think we don't Mm -hmm. trust that sometimes. We're like, we hear that, but we still go striving on our own, you know. And um, Matthew 6 says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? And as you were saying earlier, he said, you know, consider the birds of the sky. They don't, they don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Mm-hmm. And I think what I would, those listening we're trying to get you to understand 
is that God is aware of what you need. He's aware of, you know, um, and, 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 he's, and he's getting, and, he, and the word is trying to get us to understand that we um, are worth more, you know. He said, consider those birds, that he takes care of them, and he's going to take care of you. Now, the factor is, can we stay right there and trust that process? You know, it doesn't mean be irresponsible. It doesn't mean not have a plan, you know, but you want, you know, it's God who both works and to will to do of his good pleasure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And keeping like always keeping God on the forefront of what it is of our decision making, of what it is that he wants, you know, for our life, you know, because here's he says. Is not the life more, right? Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Amen. And life Amen. is more, especially eternal Amen. life. We, we, won't, we won't have eternal life if we do not first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. And he promised Amen. that all other things will be added. But what about my bills? What about my relationships? What about, you know, and so we have all these what abouts and then we go striving again instead of allowing God to show us where to strive. I, I'm thinking about um, Ruth. You know, Ruth could have been all around, but he, there was a particular field that he, she was to glean in, Naomi told her, and there she found her Boaz. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because the scripture is saying, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He directed Ruth's path to her Boaz. But you got the, the key is trust in him. As you said, trust him in the process. But you got to trust him with all your heart. Don't lean to your own intellect, your own logic, your own rationalization, but you got to trust in him with every bit of your being and acknowledge him in everything. Acknowledge him in the person you choose, uh, that the person that comes into your life, you choose for your mate. Acknowledging him in the job that you're uh, looking for or you could choose and everything. And he promised. That's his promise. That's his he promise. Said, I will direct your path. We might, he doesn't say, do it audibly, but if you trust him, he's directing you. If you mean your portion, not leaning to your intelligence, but trusting him. Amen. Amen, Miss Marilyn. We're out of time. It goes that quick. I just want you to know you've been listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. You've been listening to my guest, Marilyn Nathan from Seattle. And we just want to leave you with this thought. Amen. Continue to acknowledge God and trust him. And always remember that greatness is on the inside of you. God bless, and I'll talk to you next week.